Have you been scared off from buying a house because rates have been frighteningly high? The Sharp Mortgage Team in Winston-Salem can help make it feel far less spooky. There are many programs available now that can keep your mortgage payment from making you want to scream. You will dread it if you don't call for more information today because Halloween is right around the corner. With the Sharp Mortgage Team, there are no tricks, and they will treat you and the zombies you love like family. This is the Triad Podcast Network. I'm Algernon Cash, and you're locked in. Welcome back to the show. Before I kick into the main conversation today, I do want to pause and let my audience know because you've started to see some save the dates for Eat Drink Restaurant Week. That's right. We are doing it again, um, except this year it is even actually bigger and better. Um, We have over 60 restaurants that are participating in this year's campaign. I am so excited. Um, We'll actually be releasing the names of those restaurants at some point next week on our website at Eat Drink Eat Drink Restaurant Week. Excuse me, let me get it together here. Um, and so you'll get to see all those lovely participants that that's going to be participating in this year's campaign. We also have, and I, I've got my Duke's Mayo shirt on because Duke's Mayo they are our major sponsor for Eat Drink Restaurant Week, and we are so excited to have Duke's be a part of this year's campaign. They're, they're going to be doing some giveaways. Um, so you're going to have a chance to win some Duke's Mayo swag, maybe even some free Duke's Mayo products. And then from talking with the restaurant owners, I'm hearing that a lot of the restaurants are going to be incorporating Duke's Mayo into their actual feature items. So if you like Duke's Mayo, you're going to have a lot of options to choose from. October 23rd through the 29th, that is Eat Drink Restaurant Week. You will hear me talking my head off about it the next several weeks. You'll see a lot more information and a lot more details to come. And with that, I also want to mention that um, Davidson Local, Antoinette Kerr, who's the founder and publisher of Davidson Local, is a part of this conversation, and they are one of our many sponsors. And so, Anne, we want to just take a moment and thank you um, for not only being a part of Restaurant Week this year, but your commitment over the last several years to Restaurant Week. Um, So with that said, I'm going to pivot into our main conversation All of you, if you're my audience and you listen regularly, and I know you listen every single week, you never miss me no matter what. Um, You've seen all these faces before. You've seen them individually, but I wanted to bring them together for a conversation about alternative media right here in our local and, and regional area. Because what we're seeing is a lot of people, many, many people are getting their news and information, not from traditional sources any longer, but they are listening to podcasts. They are checking out alternative magazines and other sources that report the local news. And so I wanted to get you guys here to have a conversation. Um, We've got Adam Witten, who's with Triad Podcast Network. We've got Chelsea Smith returning, who's the founder and publisher of Triad Voice Magazine. And you just heard me introduce Antoinette Kerr, who is also the founder and publisher of Davidson Local. Thank you all for locking in with me. Appreciate you having us. Yeah. There we go. All right. and, And I don't, you know. All of you are so articulate and you know your business and you know your platform way better than I do. And I want to make sure that my audience really hears from you. So I'm going to start with Adam. We're just going to make our way around. Maybe take a quick minute or two and just tell them a little bit more about what your platform is and how you engage with um, local residents. Adam, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, Algernon, thanks. Looking forward to the conversation. So as you mentioned, We have the Triad Podcast Network, which was something that started about seven years ago now. 
And it's a local aggregation of content from business owners and people that are are influential in the in the community, such as yourself that have events and have conversations about different topics, news, culture, politics. Uh, so we do some advice on different things about money and real estate and uh, things that that happen in everyday life, but. It comes from a local source. And then we also visit with business owners and other people in the area um, about their stories. So we tell stories about downtown business owners. We tell stories about people um, that have made a big impact in the triad. And so that's our that's our platform. And uh, it's all locally sourced. And it's uh, it's great to work in collaboration with you on that as well. I've, I've enjoyed working with you, Adam, over the last couple of years. And um, for my audience, you, you know, I always share with you, make sure you're listening to WTOB because that's where we broadcast the Locked In Show. But if you don't catch it there, we are on the Triad Podcast Network. And I'm very thankful that that Adam um, utilizes some of that content to, to keep his audience informed. Um, Chelsea Smith, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Um, I'm the publishing editor of Triad Voice Magazine, and very similar to Adam, um, we are community storytellers, um, but we tell the stories of women of diverse backgrounds, um, and we do that in a couple different ways. We have a quarterly print publication that we're very proud of. We also have a podcast as well, um, and we have an online blog as well as a very strong social media focus because we do know, as you stated, People are looking for information in alternative ways. And we now know that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is a place people are looking to go when they're looking for information in the community. So we're utilizing those assets. Um, and we just kind of talk about what the community is doing as a whole. And we also talk about what the community is doing um, in respect to diverse communities and how they're celebrating and amplifying them. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you have not met or heard about Chelsea Smith, you will. I, 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 this year, I have heard that name so frequently. And finally, we had an opportunity to connect. We celebrated her anniversary with Triad Voice Magazine right here on the Locked In Show. And I tell you, Chelsea, it's almost like now that you and I've connected, everywhere I go, I hear about Chelsea Smith. So you are you are working it. You are doing the right things. You're getting your name out, getting out, getting out information about your magazine. Again, I encourage my audience, if you don't already follow Triad Voice Magazine, make sure you do so and um, also consider subscribing as well. And then last but certainly not least, probably one of my oldest friends, Antoinette Kerr, is with us. She is also the founder and publisher of Davidson Local. Go right ahead, Ann. So Davidson Local, by the way, congratulations on your accomplishments, Chelsea, too. I, I'm like, I had I haven't heard, so I need to know. And Adam, it's nice to meet you because I feel like I'm meeting these folks for the first time. I mean, I've been following, but I just want to say I know that this business is a, a challenge and it's a hard business to be in. And we have to recognize that because it's, um, you know, it's, it's a challenging time. People like to blame the media. I want to talk about that, Aldenon. Can you promise me what we can We can say? get that question in for can sure. We, can you talk about that? Because I need to do that. I had to deal with that earlier today. So it's on my mind and it's hot. And mm. But um, Davidson Local is a hyper-local media source. I always tell people, do not tell Aldenon you had a business vision and expect him not to make it come true. Um, so kind of like a Disney character, uh, we started a hyperlocal news source 
and we've had all the fun and excitement and challenges. We're working on um, political debates this week because I came from, I, I worked in the media industry um, since 1995, which dates me a little bit, just to be honest, but I have, I was started as an intern with a large corporation. I went through five buyouts with a publication and decided that I wanted to start my own thing because I love local news and um, not to dismiss other things, but I just saw the dearth and thought we could, we could do better. So we're trying to do that. We're trying to do better. But um, part of my local news background is that I came from a publication that was we were involved in the community. So we it was more service oriented than what I saw happening with the larger publications. So we created something. And congratulations. You all have made um, at least a couple trips around the sun now, maybe three. Three in April. It, That's not, right. Not quite, but well, yeah, three. Thank you for your prophetic vision. <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting it. You know, and I'm going to start with you in terms of questions because you, you, as you alluded to, I mean, you come from the traditional world and now you're more in, in what I would describe as the alternative media world. I, I recently read a report in the New York Times and it talked about how the number of streaming subscribers or the number of people that get their information from streaming versus from traditional media or cable um, has finally outpaced it, outpaced cable. So there's more people watching um, things online and streaming Netflix and Prime and doing those kind of things versus watching the traditional cable shows. What are some of the pluses and minuses of people embracing these alternative media sources? I would say one of the biggest things is that we can um, get things out faster and uh, we can change things quickly. And I've had the the privilege of going through uh, training, for example, with the FBI that says, you know, when something happens, here's how you can report. I've also gone through trainings for people that, um, you know, for suicide prevention that says, when you report on this, here's how you can do it. So I think that we have a we that we have the great ability to be able to move quickly, and it's you know, less expensive in a lot of ways than a print publication. And we we just got into print. We published our first magazine. So I'm excited. It was like, yay. But once you put something down in print, it's done. So I think that the joy of digital is that we can move quickly and we need to be able to move quickly because people, like you said, are expecting us to be online. Yeah, and things are things are just moving. The world is moving a lot more quickly and a lot more faster than it than it than it ever has. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. 
Get comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. You know, Adam, let's let's stay in that same vein. I mean, you you you're someone, I mean, I've enjoyed getting to know you and learning your story. You have a passion for podcasting. I mean, this is not something that you're making a tremendous amount of money at. You just care about this community. You want to get the information out. Um, and so you've been working at it. I see a lot of alternative media sources in that same kind of boat. I mean, there it's it's really just a strong passion. What do you think some of the pluses and minuses are that people are finally gravitating towards the the alternative media versus traditional? Yeah, I, I think the word I always go to when it comes to the the new age media is it all revolves around convenience for the consumer. You know, it's whether it's on-demand video or podcasting or where you get your news from, everyone has kind of evolved into this way of things being served to them instead of them having to go out and find what they want. And there there are pluses and minuses to that. I think there's a lot of pluses for the consumer, uh, sometimes from a cost perspective, but I think we are trending toward that necessarily not being the case, especially as it com- comes to television. Everyone knows that they get emails every once in a while from their streaming providers that says, we're increasing our rates. We're increasing our rates, and because the price of creating content is is always there, uh, a lot of these streaming companies are not profitable, and so they're having to increase their rates because eventually they're going to have to be profitable. So, I think the consumers, from a good and a bad perspective, is one: it's very easy to find what you want. Two: it's currently cost effective, but I don't know how much longer that's going to last. Um, from the people that are creating the content, like the, the folks on this roundtable, it's very challenging um, because so many people are on so many different platforms. You feel like you're having to manage and and be engaged in so many different ways to reach your audience. Mm. Whether that's you, whether that's where you actually get your information out, whether it's a magazine or a podcast or or videos but you're having to be very active on social and there's always new social platforms. You're having to do photos and videos and all these different things to try to reach people of different backgrounds and and ages. And so that is the challenge more so in new media is it's overwhelming to think about how you have to reach your audience. And I think the burnout factor and the amount of people that you have to employ to do that is a very real thing. Um, and I see some nodding heads. I think everybody on here struggles with that to a certain degree. You know, Chelsea, I see you nodding your head. And I mean, you're two years in. Um, I mean, you're still building your business. You're you're working really hard at it. You heard Adam talk a little bit about some of the burnout that, that can happen. Um, I'm assuming that that's probably very real for you. And how do, how do you manage against that? I mean, you don't have the staff that the Winston-Salem Journal has, but the people that are reading your magazine are still expecting that same level of standard. Absolutely correct. When Adam was speaking just now, I felt like, does he know about me? Has he (laughs) been hearing my conversations? Because so much of what he said is dead on. Um, It 
and I have actually uh, battled my first experience with burnout. It's it's a very real thing. I don't have the same staff that the journal has, but we have 23 writers on our team and a graphic designer and a photography team. And the one thing that I've learned is no matter how big or small your business is, anyone that you bring on, they're expecting you to lead them and tell them what your expectation is for them. Coupling that with the fact that I've seen people dismiss businesses because they don't have an active Instagram or they don't have an active Facebook while you're trying to get the content out is just, it's very hard. It's it's very, very hard. Um, For me, I think the biggest thing I've done recently is I've invested in working with a business coach and I've started using CRM systems and processes to help automate some things as well as just hiring on a part-time assistant that, you know, these are things I struggle with the most. So time management, TRM, processing things out, and just when you can bring on someone that you know you're going to work with on a daily basis, make sure you really think through that and what that looks like. You, you know, and you and I've had some some late late night conversations about some of the challenges and obstacles that you've had as you've launched Davidson Local. I mean, you don't charge. I mean, your subscribers don't pay anything. I mean, you're on a completely um, um, ad revenue model. I mean, that's how you keep the lights on. And I see a lot of alternative media sources. I mean, my, my audience listening to this podcast, they don't pay anything to get this information or have a chance to hear from some of the people that I pull these conversations together from. Is that a sustainable uh, model? And as as these alternative media sources continue to grow and maybe even have some of the same challenges that traditional media has? Um, I, I think it's sustainable. I tell people free free local news isn't free. Someone pays for it. Advertising was always how we paid or what I understood as a journalist. We paid, the subscriber paid just so we could tell how many people at that point, you know, back in the day before we had digital media, we would say, here's, you know, we, your 25 cents at the newsstand was not your the reason why you were paying. It was so that we could say how many people actually spent money at the newsstand. So I think that the challenges to figure out how that works, I mean, for us, it's right now, it's a very free model. Um, I, I went through a course at Yale that talked about they were making more money. Um, bon Appetit, the editors there, and a, a lot of the Condé Nast folks who were like, you know, high-end publishers said they were making more money through events than advertising. So mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we've tried to incorporate in our model, but I still feel like folks still want something for free and they expect the quality of, like you said, the Winston-Salem Journal, even if you don't have the staff, we don't have any full-time staff and people still expect us to, to show up in the same way. And it's not possible. We show up, but it's still not possible for us to do that. So I think events are, that's a sustainable part of this conversation. And it's what I'm hearing people do. And I've seen it work with us, which is part of our great partnership with the Restaurant Week, because we can do an event and we do events that help us to sustain that model as well. You, you know, I'm going to stick with you a moment. Um, you you mentioned that people have this expectation of you showing up. And I mean, that, you know, there's so much going on inside of a community, whether it be the public safety issues, the high school football games on Friday night, the the new restaurant that that just opened, the 
the the pastor who got promoted at the church down the street. I mean, there's so many things to talk about, so many things to report on. How does Davidson Local filter between all those things, knowing that you can't be in all places at the same time? We have um, been transparent about what we cover and what we don't cover. And I think that that's the best thing we can do for any audience and say, like, we don't we don't cover crime because we don't have crime uh, reporters to investigate the work. And so we'll share a press release, but we don't really truly cover that area in most situations. Um, We also sports. We don't cover sports because we would we don't have any full-time staff and sports would, it consumes time. So I think that just being transparent with the audience and saying, you know, you can have the score from a game. Now, what we will cover is a feature about a retiring coach or someone like in that newsworthy sense. So what's newsworthy to us is what, you know, kind of where we're finding the sweet spot where we're saying, this is our newsworthy. Newsworthy for us is a coach who's been here for 30 years retired or an athletic director. Hmm. You can get the scores from the game from anybody else. You can look on Facebook. And I, I, I've i said this before. I think I said this in our last conversation. And I think that Chelsea kind of had that conversation as well. My competition isn't another newspaper. It's Facebook and social media. So I think that really – understanding that we're all out here trying to feed the there you go maybe losing them. yeah so yeah. It, it, you you know um adam you actually do cover sports that's your background you you come out of i think isp if i'm not mistaken if i got that right but you also have a slightly different model as well i mean you're you're more so given a home for content producers like myself to to distribute and share their content but then you also do your own show, right, for the Triad Podcast Network. Yeah, so it's it's there's a few different ways that we try to put the content up on the platform and as it relates to sports, you know, kind of what Ann was talking about, which is the the content for us is is about stories. We're not going to have a weekly show that says here are all the games coming up this weekend, here are the scores that matter. People can find that information from so many different places. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about, hey, if if West Forsyth's having a great football season, we're going to feature their coach on there. Uh, Bishop McGinnis has a has a uh, girls basketball team that is kind of a juggernaut, kind of a dynasty right now, and we had mm. their we had their coach on there uh, to talk about that. So when when people are making headlines here, we want to dig into their story. Um, learn about the people that are behind the successes around here. And so that's the way that we tend to treat our content. Um, We haven't really gotten into the news side of it yet. That is something we'd like to do. But at the same time, podcasting is, has a news has a, such a short shelf life now, right? Uh, News breaks and it's, it, it maybe it lasts a day at most. And in a podcast, when you release something, People may listen to it as soon as it's released. They may listen to it a week later. And so for us, we have to be very calculated and strategic about how we do things that are news related in in new media because it's, again, it's on demand and there's very, there's very little appointment viewing or listening with anything anymore, maybe outside of live sports. 
or or live politics and in debates or election coverage, things like that. So uh, if we're going to do any sort of news, it's got to be, okay, tell us about some of the biggest stories that you tackled this month or this week. And maybe it's it's just kind of breaking down where things have gone over the last week or so. So it, it's you have to know your consumer habits in terms of how you're going to create your content. And for us in the podcast space, it's we've got to have stuff that's going to stand the test of time at least longer than a day uh, because it that's the thing about new media right now is the news cycle flushes out so quickly right now that you have to understand that as you're creating something that's going to allow people to to read it, listen to it, watch it um, you know, a week later because people get to it when they have the time. And that's not always right away. I, I literally just in the last week, I got an email from someone who heard a show that I did two years ago, a, a podcast show I put together two years ago, and they were asking questions about it. I, I actually had to remind myself that I did that episode and, and go back and familiarize myself with it. So you're exactly right. I mean, some of this content has a little bit of an evergreen type status. And, you know, whenever people find it and they come across it is when they come across it. I always think it's like interesting, like with my YouTube channel, all of a sudden some video that I made four or five years ago, it just automatically, it just gets popular and start starts getting views out of nowhere. And um, so it's always pretty interesting. You know, uh, you know, Chelsea, Adam does a lot of partnering. That's sort of how he brings in a lot of the content for his platform. You and I've recently had a conversation offline and you've been considering doing some type of partnering, sort of bringing alternative or new media. I like the way Adam says it. Adam says it, new media. That's better than alternative. Um, so you, you've been talking about some ways to, to basically connect the new with the old. How, how important do you think that is for, for you and, and others that are on this roundtable? Extremely important. Um because as everyone has said, we're now realizing that the needs are constantly pivoting for what your audience is wanting. Uh, they want things when they want it. As Adam was uh, speaking just now, I, I was just and um, and I was just thinking about the fact that we've become a people who we know convenience and we can get it right then and there. So mm. I like podcasts because. When I'm ready to listen to something new, I can select what I want. Those days of, oh, I have to wait for my favorite show. Or I have to wait for my song or I have to wait. That's over. And so when you're creating content or you're creating articles or you're creating something for your consumer, you have to think ahead to make sure that not only is it something that they're going to want to listen to then, now, later, but that they're going to want to replay it. Um, so for us, we knew we did not want to do news. We want to be lifestyle because we know lifestyle articles have a long shelf life because we know those are the type of things, oh, I'm going to save this for later and pull it mm -hmm. out. Um, as opposed to once I read about something in the news that happened, okay, it happened. I'm done. We've moved on now. I don't have a reason to save this or pull it out or anything like that. So um, all about being strategic and making sure that your content is serving as many people as possible. So just partnering in as many ways as you can uh, to get them what they want and know that you're available to give it to them. Who's ready for movie night? Our friends at the Ginther Group Real Estate are proud to sponsor this season's Innovation and Cinema at Bailey Park in downtown Winston-Salem's Innovation Quarter. The original Mary Poppins on August 12th, Space Jam A New Legacy on September 15th, 
and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on October 20th. Bring your chair or blanket to Bailey Park for a great night of cinema from Aperture, beverages from Incendiary Brewing, and food from a variety of local vendors. These magical movie nights are made possible by The Ginther Group, the real estate experts we trust and showcase right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Make sure to check their social media for detailed info on each movie night. And for your real estate needs, call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning. Whatever you need, start now. And like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. And you, and just to clarify for my audience, you only, you publish Triad Voice Magazine every three months. So it's once a quarter, correct? Right. That's and correct. Do, do you think that makes your job any easier? I mean, you know, Anne's trying to get stories out every day. She's, you know, she's got hungry subscribers looking at their email inbox first thing in the morning, wanting to know where their Davidson local is. I mean, is it a little easier having to only publish every 90 days or? I think there's a pro and a con to both ways for, for Anne. I know she's got that pressure. I have to have something that's interesting every day for me. It's I have to have something that when they get this, it's interesting to them for three months. So Mm. either way you look at it, you have to make sure you're satisfying your readers and there's pressure there. It's there. Um, Especially with us being seasonally, we have to make sure that we're kind of thinking ahead. So right now it's cold outside to me. Where's the snow? I'm thinking winter. That That's where we are. It, it just kind of, you're always pushed ahead of where you really are. Yeah. No, Adam, we definitely have time for another question. If you want to work something in, go right ahead. Yeah. I have a question for, for Ann and Chelsea. I, I think one of the more fascinating parts of new media is advertising. And, you know, we're all talking about how advertising supports what we do. Podcasts are free. Um, a lot of the things that we do are free for the consumer. Uh, in order to run these, in order to create the content and, and hire the people that we need to help, we we need revenue from, and it mostly comes from advertising. I think we're all grateful for the sponsors that we have. My question for each of you is the demands, not, I don't want to, maybe demands isn't the right word, but uh, the information that advertisers are are looking for now is so unique because targeting is such a big part of advertising in, in 2023. Mm-hmm. It's not something where you can say, this is how many how many magazines we create. This is how many podcasts we create. Uh, this is how many people we have the potential of reaching. Radio, television, it's all, it, it, a lot of it can be based on very, uh, very broad spectrum of analytics. Um, and it's very difficult to really narrow your audience. But now with digital, you can narrow your audience so finely to say, this is how many people listening. This is, these are how many people are or where they are, what device they're using. Here are the demographics. Here's, uh, here's the day of the week. I mean, I feel like that is the challenge too, is you're having to segment your, your audience so much for advertising needs um, that, that that can be a challenge too. And you have to invest in that technology and those analytics to be able to provide the feedback that advertisers want as as they're also very careful about return on investment for what they're doing. So I'm I'm curious y'all's take on on that topic. 
And do you want to go first since you've been doing this the longest? <laughs> oh, well, um, Google ads tripped me out. Like we were blocked from like Google ads for a while. So just so you know, they were like the worst thing to deal with. But, and it's so, is, is my internet working? Yeah, you're good right now. Yeah. Just making sure. Um, yeah, Google ads really tripped me out. Just so you know, Adam, they were like the wildest. But but I had an advertiser that was very like, mm, you're going to do Google ads. And we got blocked from Google. It was just the wildest thing. So the, and we talked about this on the show before Algernon about how, you know, coming from this old school world of, I say old school world of, you know, we sold this many papers, but we didn't know who bought the paper. And now they want to know who's buying the paper is um, something that I'm not used to, but yeah. So I, I can tell you that Google knows way too much about my life and it is kind of scary. <laughs> Facebook, social media, but yes, mm -hmm, Google ads and, you know, advertisers are wanting that. They're saying, you know, we want 18 to so-and-so. They figured out their demographics. I push back just to be honest, because that's what I do in my life. But I push back on some demographics and said, you don't think that people, I don't, you don't think that females between the age of this age and this age would buy this product. So I, um, I think that we should all be ready and prepared for the fact that, you know, somebody did some bean counting and they might not be correct on the fact that, you know, females between the age of 18 and 35 might want Duke's Mayo. You know what I'm saying? I want some artisanal Mayo though. Like I've asked Algernon already to figure out how I can get that quickly. We'll, we'll we'll work that in for you restaurant week. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of time, but Chelsea, I want to give you a chance to respond to that question real quick. I just wanted to go ahead and say that I can definitely see it both ways, um, specifically for our publication because we do cater to a specific niche. Um, and so for us, we just try to really research using um, resources and tools that are free. Uh, for us, we use a WordPress website. There's a lot of plugins available to the point of where when someone goes to my website, I can take a look. I know their age. I know their income. Mm. I know what they're searching on Google. I know who's going to my website. Um, I know a lot about them, even down to the fact of when people ask me, because we do have a digital magazine. They want to know, well, who's looking at it? I can specifically pinpoint and say, well, the first seven days that we launched right here is our data and we had 9,000 hits. Um, so, and that's a free service that I have with me having a WordPress account. So um, with what we do, I think we just have to be creative with what we have and be smart. And of course, always be frugal because as we spoke about, this is not something that we're going to be getting rich doing. Um, and, and that's just kind of how I maneuver in those ways. And I'm very clear that this this is my demographic, but that does not mean that this is the only people that are reading what I have to offer. And you you never know if you may get rich doing this. Um, you never know who here hears one of these conversations, and next thing you know, you're 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 on the way. I mean, you're on the way to New York or something much bigger and better um, in terms of what you're what you're doing with your business. I, I'm basically out of time, but I do want to work in this one last question. Just give each one of you an opportunity to respond before we wrap up. Um, we've talked about your respective, um, you know, new media businesses that you all have and the content you're producing and so forth. But real quick, I just want to go around the roundtable and give you a chance to tell my audience what can they expect next. Um, so, Anne, we'll start with you. What's coming next for Davidson Local? 
We are planning events, which we're always creative about. And I've shared a little bit about from the advertising perspective, but we're also publishing a magazine and we publish our first magazine and we plan to have a holiday magazine. So they can, people can expect a holiday magazine. And for those people who are listening, maybe it's the first time they heard you on the show. How can they subscribe to Davidson Local? They can go to davidsonlocal.com and we can, we'll share more about the holiday magazine as well, but we're, we're really excited about it. And our advertisers seem to be excited about it, which always makes us happy. But so when the, when the editorial side meets the, the advertising side and everybody's excited, it's a good thing. What about you, Chelsea? What's new? What's coming up next for Triad Voice Magazine? As always, we want to continue to build on our community partnerships and, and branch out with who we work with in the community. And we want to look at working with different media outlets to see how we can collaborate and um, work together to, you know, create more content that's mutually beneficial. And looking ahead in the next three to five years, we're hoping to pivot from quarterly to bi-monthly because we're hearing our audience say they really want to see a little bit more of Tried Voice magazine. That's a good problem to have when they want to see it more often, uh, more frequently. <laughs> I just knew you were going to plug the fact that I'm doing a guest edit, a guest editorial for Triad Voice magazine on their next release. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that's the next best thing that's coming for Triad <laughs> Voice magazine. But yes, I for my audience, I want to let you know I will be doing a guest article um, in their next edition. Um, she's giving me the deadline. Y'all know how I am with deadlines, but I'm committed to getting it in and we're going to have it in on time. And I can't wait to um, introduce some content to your your audience. And Adam, we'll wrap up with you. What's coming next for Triad Podcast Network? Yeah, it's very similar to, to Chelsea. More more collaborations for content for our network. We're always looking for new things that will serve our community. It's all locally sourced, and and just anything that tells the story about what it's like living in this area is what we're always after. And so collaborations, partnerships are certainly on the horizon. And uh, you can you can find us at uh, triadpodcast.com or just search Triad Podcast Network wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And I encourage my audience to do that. Some really great shows on that platform. And um, also, uh, and you know, what's new for me um, is Eat Drink Restaurant Week. That's right. Again, just to remind you, October 23rd through October 29th, we've got over 60 restaurants across four different counties all throughout the triad. They will be showcasing feature items all week long. We also have a chef's reception that's going to happen on Monday, October 23rd. That'll be at six o'clock at Spring House, hosted by the American Culinary Federation. And then we'll be wrapping up the week on Saturday, October 28th. The Dash will be hosting a foodies appreciation event. That'll be from 12 to 2 at Truist Stadium. So that's going to be a great opportunity to network with restaurant owners, staff, and other foodies. Again, thank you all to my guests. Thank you all for locking in with me. I encourage my audience to go learn more about each one of these platforms. And make sure you continue to listen to WTOB because every Sunday morning, that is where the Locked In Show broadcasts. But if you happen to miss me there, hopefully you are subscribed to my podcast and you can download that at Spotify, Pandora, Apple, Wherever you like to get your favorite podcast, you can lock in with me there. Until next time, y'all stay locked in.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.